Now war arose in heaven. Those five words make you pause and think, don't they? War in heaven? This is part of the revelation of Jesus Christ that the Apostle John received on the island of Patmos. He goes on to say, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. The intense and increased levels of persecution on planet Earth mirror a simultaneous war happening in the heavenly realms. Like Daniel chapter 9 and Ephesians chapter 6, Revelation chapter 12 is a reminder to us that spiritual warfare is real, more real than reality TV. I'm Ron Jones. Something good starts right now. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. Hello and welcome to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm Brian Davis. Thanks for making us part of your day and in the book of Revelation. The Apostle John writes about a war that will be waged in heaven. Today, Ron explores this battle as he continues his series, Mysteries of the Apocalypse, The Last Days of Planet Earth, and The Return of Jesus Christ. Visit somethinggoodradio.org to hear any of Ron's messages on demand on your schedule. That's our new and improved website, somethinggoodradio.org. From Revelation chapter 12, Here's Ron with part two of his Something Good radio message, War in Heaven. He's the prosecuting attorney. And every day he's got you and me and every believer in Jesus Christ in his crosshairs and he's bringing a case against you and against, he's the accuser of the brethren. By the way, did you notice all the names of the devil that are mentioned here in Revelation chapter 12? Uh, he's, he's known by a lot of different names in Scripture. We're given four or five specifically here, like uh, the great dragon, the ancient serpent, the devil, Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. And every one of these names gives us uh, interesting insight. As, as the great red dragon, he, he oversees a... a uh, uh, a conflict on earth during the tribulation period where he, he manages and rules over kingdoms and nations and, and armies and so forth. Uh, as as the, the devil, though, the, 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 the word devil literally means accuser. He, he is primarily an accuser, a slanderer of the saints. And he's been before the throne of God this week <laughs> prosecuting your name saying, hey, God, did, did you see Bob over here? Did you see what he did last night? And he slanders the saints. He accuses the saints. The, the name Satan means adversary. He's not only our accuser, but he's against us. He's our adversary. Peter says in 1 Peter 5 and verse 8 to believers, we have an adversary who roams about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. 
You, you, may, you may say, Pastor, I, 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 don't, I don't quite understand enemies, and you know, I don't have any enemies in my life. Oh, yeah, you have an enemy. It's called the devil, and he has you in his crosshairs. He has you and your family. As you profess faith in Jesus Christ, he has you in your crosshairs or his crosshairs. And regularly, he's before the throne of God, slandering and accusing and saying, who is this Susie over here who claims to be a believer in Jesus? Did you hear what she just said to so-and-so? That, that, that isn't how those Jesus people talk. That This person is a phony. And, and the, devil, the devil is a prosecuting attorney in that way. He's prosecuting his case against you and against me. He did it with Job. He did it with Joshua the high priest. Again, pictures of the accuser and our adversary. But here's the good news, friends. If the devil is our accuser and Jesus is our adversary, or, or, or in the, and Satan is our adversary, Jesus is our advocate, okay? 1 John chapter 2 and verse 1 says, we have an advocate, a defense attorney, whose name is Jesus. And every time the devil goes into the presence of the Lord and he has that all-access pass, he's had it since he was first kicked out of heaven, when he goes into the presence of the Lord and he brings accusations against you or against me or some other believer in Jesus, Jesus is standing right there as our defense attorney. He says, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, I know this man. He's a believer in Jesus. I died for his sins. Uh, he placed his faith and trust in me. We're family. In fact, I'm sharing my inheritance with him. Case closed. And the devil is defeated. Uh, but make no mistake about it, friends, the devil is our accuser, Satan is our adversary, Jesus is our advocate. But there's coming a time, and Revelation 12 gives us an indication of this, that during the tribulation period, that conflict in the heavenly realms intensifies, and the devil is kicked out of heaven again. This time, his all-access pass is revoked. And my understanding is from this point in the tribulation period, let's say the, half, the midway point, or maybe some say the beginning of the tribulation, he no longer has access to heaven and to the throne room to be the accuser of the brethren, okay? Now, all of this is very interesting stuff, and, and I'm so pleased that God gives us insight in, in, in his word when it comes to spiritual warfare and spiritual conflict. Because we need to understand the schemes of the devil. Paul said that in his letter to the, the Corinthians. He says, do you understand the strategies and the schemes of the devil? If you don't understand his strategies as an accuser and as an adversary, uh, then, then you're easy prey. You know, Adolf Hitler once wrote a book, and in that book he described how he would conquer Europe. And most of the world largely ignored his book and then lamented when he did exactly what he said he was going to do. Well, God has written a book, and he's told us about our accuser, and he's told us about our adversary, and he's unveiled some of the strategies and the schemes of the devil. It would be wise for us to read the book, to read especially those, those places like in Daniel chapter 9 and Ephesians chapter 6 and Revelation chapter 12 where we're told about the unseen realities, this, this spiritual conflict that is happening in the heavenly realm. 
Because you see, friends, when the devil deceives us, he attacks our minds and our thought processes, doesn't he? And Paul tells us in Ephesians 6, that's the time for us to fasten on the belt of truth. And when the devil comes and accuses us before the throne of God, he attacks our heart and our conscience, and that's when we need to put on the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness and take up the shield of faith. This is the armor of God that Paul told us about in Ephesians 6. And when the great dragon acts as our adversary and he roars like a lion, he attacks our will and he tries to weaken our ability to resist temptation. That's when we need to pick up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's when we need to pray at all times in the Spirit, Paul tells us. We need to fight spiritual battles with spiritual weapons. And you won't understand what the spiritual weapons are until you read the book that God has given to us. Otherwise, you're easy prey for the devil. We need to remember and never forget that we are in a spiritual battle. Paul says against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. That conflict that you're experiencing right now, let me just put it this way, your mate is not your enemy. Your pastor is not your enemy. Your fellow church member is not your enemy. Your classmates are not your enemy. Your neighbor is not your enemy. You know who your enemy is. It's the devil. It's the accuser of the brethren. It's your adversary. But the good news is you have an advocate, and his name is Jesus. The good news is he's written a book for us. And he's exposed the strategies and the schemes of the devil. He's told us about the spiritual armor we must wear to wage war in this spiritual battle. There is a reality that the human eye does not see, and the Bible reveals it to us in this great book called The Revelation of Jesus Christ. And I'm glad we have a picture of it because it explains a whole lot that goes on in this world, like centuries and centuries of anti-Semitism. You gotta scratch your head and go, why does, why does the world hate these people so much? Why are they in the news so much? This little sliver of land that's no bigger than the state of Connecticut, because the great red dragon in the unseen spiritual realms wants to destroy God's people. And anybody that names the name of Jesus Christ. And when he's kicked out of heaven for the second time, and that all access pass that he's enjoyed, you know, like the fast pass at Disney, he gets a fast pass into the presence of God to be the accuser. That's taken away from him, deleted. And he's cast down to earth, John says. And he unleashes his final fury. You thought Hitler's final solution was bad. You ain't seen nothing yet. He will unleash a measure of anti-Semitism like the world has never seen during the last three and a half years of the tribulation period. We'll return to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones in just a moment. To hear any of Ron's messages on demand, please visit somethinggoodradio.org. And while you're there, 
Use the Library tab right at the top of the homepage to find resources that will help you grow in your faith. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Something Good only exists through the faithful prayer and financial support of listeners like you. Today as you give, we'll give you access to download the complete series you're hearing now, Mysteries of the Apocalypse, The Last Days of Planet Earth in the Return of Jesus Christ. That's Mysteries of the Apocalypse, The Last Days of Planet Earth and the Return of Jesus Christ. Donate online at somethinggoodradio.org. Again, that's somethinggoodradio.org. Or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456. And you can also call our offices at 757-276-1099. Now here's Ron with the rest of today's Something Good Radio message, War in Heaven. Let's read on in verse 13. And when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. Remember, the woman is Israel. He's on hot pursuit now. He's so mad. He's furious now. He's been kicked out of heaven and his all-access pass taken away. Now he's after Israel. He pursued the woman who had, been, who had given birth to the male child, but the woman, listen to this, was given two wings of the great eagle. We've seen two great signs a great red dragon who pours out great wrath on this earth. Now, a great eagle. A great eagle so that she may fly from the serpent into the wilderness to the place where she is to be nourished for a time and times and a half time. Another way of saying the three and a half years or 1260 days using the Jewish calendar. Now listen to this. The serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with the flood. But the earth came to help the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon had poured from his mouth. Then the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea. John pictures this this flood of anti-Semitism pouring out like wrath from the great red dragon. He pictures it like water pouring out from his mouth, like a flood that overwhelms. I don't know whether to take that literally or just figuratively here, but, but it's, 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 it's a pouring out of anti-Semitism, again, like the world has never seen. But God protects the woman. He protects the nation of Israel. Not that there's not great suffering during that time, but he protects Israel from the great dragon's ultimate goal, which is to wipe clean any remembrance of the Jews. This last bit of Revelation chapter 12 reminds me of uh, Elsie Weasel, or Ellie Weasel. You may have seen the news yesterday. He, He died at the age of 87. He was the oldest remaining survivor of the Nazi Holocaust. And he documented his experience of the Holocaust in his best-selling memoir titled Night. And he went on to become an influential author. He won a Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, he, He did what he could to give voice to those who didn't make it through the Holocaust. In one especially haunting passage in his memoir, Weasel sums up his feelings when he came to Auschwitz. 
Never shall I forget that night, the first night in camp, which has turned my life into one long night, seven times cursed and seven times sealed. Never shall I forget that smoke. Never shall I forget the little faces of the children whose bodies I saw turned into wreaths of smoke beneath a silent blue sky. Never shall I forget these things, even if I have condemned to live as long as God himself. Never. There's a, a new translation of his memoir that was originally written in Yiddish, and in the introduction to that new translation, Weasel writes this about the Nazis in Germany. He says, toward the end of their reign, their goal changed. They decided to leave behind a world in ruins in which the Jews would never seem to have existed. And that's been the goal of this great red dragon known as the devil, the ancient serpent, the deceiver of the world. He hates the Jews and any of their offspring. And that would include you and me as believers in Jesus Christ because we're offsprings of the Messiah who came through the nation of Israel. Uh, the good news is God has always had the devil on a leash, and even though he unleashes him during the tribulation period, he, he does so in a way where he, he still provides protection for the nation of Israel. I, I don't know exactly how that's going to happen. All kinds of Bible teachers have speculated as to whether it's a particular nation that might protect them. You know, some have, and this, this represents some of the silliness in Bible prophecy interpretation, some see the great eagle as the United States of America and her foreign policy toward Israel. Ah, come on. That's, that's silly. That's silly Bible interpretation, okay? Uh, many times in the Bible, God describes in the Old Testament how he protected eagle and, and with just creative and colorful language just describes her taking flight on eagle's wings and things like that. It's not a picture of the bald eagle of the United States coming to Israel's rescue during the tribulation period. You might hear, read about some of that in some Bible prophecy uh, manuals or interpretations. I think we have to be careful with that. The, the, the big understanding here is that God protects His people. Oh, unprecedented, unprecedented fury, the final fury of the devil in the last three and a half years of the tribulation. I believe this is a time that Jesus described this way. Uh, Matthew chapter 24 and verse 16, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let the one who is on the housetop not go down to take what is in his house, and let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak. And alas, for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days, pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now, no, and never will be, Jesus said. He said the last three and a half years is a great tribulation. The world has never seen it. trouble on this planet like this. And then he says, and if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved, but for the sake of the elect, those days 
will be cut short. How will they be cut short? Well, culminating in a great battle, a worldwide battle known as Armageddon at the end of those seven years, the last three and a half years, and the triumphal return, the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's how those days will be cut short. Were it not for the second coming of Christ, the entire world would be destroyed. Sobering thoughts, are they not? And as we move forward in our study of the book of Revelation, we will meet some of the main characters, uh, the, the beast that rises up out of the sea, the Antichrist, the second beast that rises up out of the earth, the false prophet. Uh, we will see a, a one-world economy and a one-world religion forming those last three and a half years, and then we will see the second coming of Jesus Christ. But what do we do with a message like this? As we said last week, Call upon the Lord while he may be found. Seek him while he is near. Boy, that's just the overarching application in a message series like this. When we take a glimpse into the future, the future of what God would have for us, and uh, we're to call upon him while he is near and seek him while he may be found. Thanks so much for joining us for today's Something Good Radio message, War in Heaven. And Ron, all this talk about a future war in heaven got me to thinking about the past. Before the creation of mankind, the angel Lucifer was banished from heaven and became Satan, which is the only reason this future war in heaven is even possible. Let's talk a moment about the fall of Lucifer and perhaps more importantly, what his fall means in practical and spiritual terms for us today. You know, Brian, there's not much in Scripture about the fall of Lucifer, but there's enough to know the basics. Ezekiel chapter 28 tells us that Lucifer, which ironically means bearer of light, became so impressed with his own beauty, power, and intellect that he began to desire for himself the honor and glory that belonged to God alone. In short, Lucifer was banished from heaven because of pride, and he became the devil, or Satan, which in Hebrew means adversary or one who resists. Now, here's what's interesting. Every single sin we commit is rooted in pride. It happened with Adam and Eve, who ate the forbidden fruit largely because Satan deceived them into believing it would make them like God. And he has been appealing to the pride in all of us our whole lives. Now, when we think about observable sin, uh, stealing, for example, it might be easier to think of it as being rooted in selfishness, something unobservable. And uh, we do what we want because we want to with no regard for anyone else. But selfishness is itself rooted in pride, which is why ultimately all sin is built upon the foundation of pride. Lucifer became proud, and now he tempts us in much the same way by appealing to our pride. Now, we know from Scripture that humility precedes salvation. To be saved, we have to admit that we need a Savior. Uh, that's humility. So humility precedes our very salvation, which means it precedes every good blessing or gift that God gives us as his children. Conversely, pride robs us of every good gift and blessing of God. Pride keeps the unsaved from accepting Christ. And pride can keep you and me from experiencing the fullness of God's blessing and favor while we live on earth. God gives us grace to the humble, and he opposes the proud. So let me encourage all of us to humble ourselves now so that God doesn't have to do it for us later. 
That's Dr. Ron Jones with some final thoughts from his message, War in Heaven. Well, Ron, time is running out on us, but before we go, what can you tell us about tomorrow's broadcast when you'll be moving ahead in your series, Mysteries of the Apocalypse? Well, Brian, speaking of Lucifer, who is now Satan, tomorrow's message is about his last-ditch effort to deceive the masses. A day is coming when he will take on the physical appearance of a man. Uh, This will be the prophesied Antichrist, and he will usher in a time of tribulation unlike anything the world has ever seen. The message is called Antichrist and the New World Order, and my hope is that it will shed some light on the end times events we see prophesied in the book of Revelation. Join us then for Something Good as Dr. Ron Jones shares his message, Antichrist and the New World Order. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis. Thanks for listening.